0: Okay, hey, this is Andrew, and I am bringing you some spoilers from Ghost Galaxy, posted the last couple days. This is crazy. These people are insane in their uh, update, and their post cadence, lately, um, I think especially considering that they're prepping for uh Keyboard Celebration, which has got to be a, a big deal, and... On top of that, they have to drop a rulebook update before Keyword Celebration. So, yeah, this is going to be pretty, pretty interesting and wild and crazy and fun. Um, but they're still finding time to drop updates on the website. So, let's go through those. Uh, the two updates they've dropped have each contained spoilers for some of the common cards from two houses each. So uh, we're basically just going to look at some spoilers here. And the first article is Brabnar and Sanctum, which are both beefy board houses. So that's kind of fun. And yeah, let's see what we see. So the first, they say a lot of words. That's fine. The first creature we see, or the first card we see here, and again, these are all commons. They're kind of highlighting commons because these will give a lot of flavor to the set. That's, that's pretty exciting. So the first one we see here is Krog the Clumsy, who is a seven-power giant with splash attack two. And splash attack is a new keyword that essentially works like the before fight deal damage effects that we saw in previous sets. Technically, it's a little different because it is simultaneous to the damage uh, from fighting, but it is not affected by elusive, so uh, it is really functionally the same as a before fight damage. I'm trying to think of a situation where that might be different, and I can't think of one. So, uh, well, this looks a lot like Calfine from. AOA and Worlds Collide, but it's two extra power, so um, already a little bit of an upgrade there. I like it. Uh, Then we have Shock Herder, who is a three power goblin with deploy and play, ready, and fight with a neighboring creature. So this is probably most comparable to, well, it's not exactly the same. I mean, I guess really you should compare this to Ganger Chieftain. I was thinking uh, Grey Rider, because it has deploy, but because it's only on play, really it's more comparable to Ganger Chieftain, but it has the deploy, which is kind of nice. So I think that's pretty great. I like Shock Herder, and it means you don't get punished if you didn't align your board just, just perfect. All right. Next, we have Rowdy Scald, who is a four-power goblin, and they explain that every house in Winds of Exchange features a common card with the Enhance keyword. So, every house is going to have a common card with Enhance and probably no other effects, no other abilities. So, uh, this is that for Brobnar. And we get an Amber and two damage. Uh, Yeah, that, that pretty much makes sense. Then we get into some actions. We have Press Gang, which, uh, and I think they are in these, uh, in these articles, they're kind of highlighting um, token-oriented actions, or token, yeah, token-oriented actions. So, by the way, Rowdy Scald, those, those little mine things, those could look a little like the something from the house uh, from Gormengeist, but probably not. But uh, Anyway, there that is. And then we have these actions. So Press Gang is an action that says play, make a token creature. If an enemy creature was destroyed this turn, archive Press Gang. Uh, that's fun, because you get to reuse it, and probably most our turns you are destroying an enemy creature, so seems good. Then we have ragnarok prep which is an action that says play make a token creature then if you control more creatures than your opponent your opponent loses to amber uh yeah that's kind of good um i mean you need to control more creatures than your opponent but hopefully in brobnar you have some ability to do that and um yeah i mean Making your opponent lose two is pretty good. Okay. Mighty Club is an artifact. And it works a lot like Gauntlet of Command. So it's a weapon. It has action, ready, and enrage a creature. Um, So Gauntlet of Command would ready and fight with a creature. This readies it and enrages it. So you could conceivably ready it and then not fight with it. It's hard to imagine why you would want to. It really is difficult to imagine any situation where this would be different from Gauntlet of Command in function. But, uh, oh, well that's weird. two, Two things that are different about it. One, well, one is it doesn't work for house cheating because if you ready and enrage a non-Brobanar creature, that creature still can't fight so or do anything. Unless you have a way to make it do something. So that's interesting. The other interesting thing here is that you could enrage an enemy creature. Uh, and that could be beneficial to you. So actually, I actually think this is a little less powerful than Gauntlet of Command overall but um but probably in most cases it's it just ends up being the same you're playing a brovnar creature reading it and fighting with it but um you can't house cheat with it Hmm. all right next to sanctum sanctum very uh armor oriented here so the first, the first creature we see here is a is rever or Revered Monk, who is a four-power human monk that gets plus two armor for each of its Sanctum neighbors. Um, so yeah, with two Sanctum neighbors, it's going to be a four-power, four-armor creature, which is good. It's big. Um, that's not that exciting to me, actually, but it seems interesting. Then we have the Sanctum enhanced creature which is cassiel the benevolent a two power human knight with two armor and the enhance on here is an amber and two captures that also seems pretty appropriate so a little different on the stats right because two power two armor instead of just four power in brabinar uh okay knightipolt this one's interesting it's an artifact it's a weapon that says action the next time a friendly creature enters play this turn, you may have it enter anywhere in your battle line. Ready. That is super cool. Um, so it gives a creature deploy and lets it come in ready. That I love. Hmm. Night of Pult seems pretty great. And, and silly. I mean, that is so silly. Okay. Then we have in the action category, Retribution is... An action with an amber it says play if there are more enemy creatures than friendly creatures destroy an enemy creature Uh, So yeah, this is like a smaller a lower powered version of Numquid the fair because it can only destroy once But seems okay And there's no there's never a downside to playing it Uh, Muster is an action that so here's the token actions make a token creature if your opponent has more amber than you archive muster so this Uh, Archives if you're behind Of course you don't want to be behind But um, Hopefully you can swing the timing On this to work in your benefit Then we have membership drive Which is an action that says Play make a token creature Gain one amber for each friendly token creature That is crazy Um, If you have a lot of token creatures You really could generate a lot of amber here So that's pretty interesting and Fun and I like it Alright So that's it for Brobnar and Sanctum. And then uh, after, so that was before the weekend, after the weekend, we got this article that has Saurian and Unfathomable. Um, So that's fun. The world of wonders explored. Um, So the houses that we haven't seen yet, uh, spoiled in this particular way, would be uh, Star Alliance, rather, Star Alliance, Mars, and Equidon. So, uh, looking forward to hopefully they drop those soon. Uh, maybe I'll have a chance to put up a video. I cannot promise anything because, uh, it's going to be a tight schedule getting to, getting to KFC, getting to KeyForge Celebration. Okay. So, uh, let's see here. In Sarian, again, these are commons. Uh, first we see Aquilia Lone Hero, which we recognize the name of. We saw that on the unchained uh example deck Aquilia alone Hero this is a 6 power dinosaur soldier with one armor that is a big presence um I mean that's big 6 power one armor um not shocking in Saurian but it it does it is interesting that it's big okay and then it has omni capture one amber if there are more friendly creatures than enemy creatures um oh sorry more if there are more enemy creatures than friendly creatures um this is cool i mean the ability to fire this on your opponent's turn uh is seems good so i'm very interested to have that it's really going to be crazy having brabanar sanctum and Sarian. i mean this i that kind of makes this lean towards being a board heavy deck um the, the question will be, like, does it have enough stuff to threaten some of the, you know, previous powerhouse sets? Uh, we'll have to see, but I'm excited. Uh, I like board stuff, so this is really good. All right. Then we have Ballastego, who is a 5 power dinosaur soldier. Um, I'm going to read the play effect in a second. It says, while Ballastego has Amber on it, it gains Splash Attack 3. So 5 power with splash attack 3 seems pretty good. And when you play it, you may exalt it. Probably you end up not exalting it and then having a way in your next turn to, like, capture an amber onto it and then do this. Um, But you could exalt it if you so choose. Um, Yeah, that seems like a fun one. Then we have Grammaticus Thrax, who is a 5 power dinosaur philosopher. This is the enhanced one. So it's a little bigger than the Brobnar one, and it but it does not have an amber enhancement. It said it has two captures and a damage. Um so a little bit different. And uh a little extra power, I think, to balance that out. Then we have uh the token actions, so we have recruit. Um it seems like every house is gonna have some common action that That makes a token creature, and then if a condition is met, archives. So recruit says make a token creature. If you exalted a friendly creature this turn, archive recruit. Okay, that's kind of interesting. Symposium is an action that says uh, play exalt, ready, and use a friendly creature. Okay, that's standard Saurian stuff. If it is a token creature, you may exalt ready and use another friendly creature. That's pretty cool. I really like that. And, you know, we hopefully get that with strong. uh, You want to get this with nice tokens so that you uh, get value out of that first exalt ready and use. But, uh, yeah, it seems pretty okay. All right. Then we have Epic Poem. This is interesting. When you play it, it's you exalt a friendly creature and then you gain one amber for each amber on that creature. So this really is going to be interesting and probably pretty strong if you get it with a creature that captures a lot or if you just happen to capture a lot onto one creature. Um, that could be potentially pretty insane burst. And you can imagine if you get that with a card like uh, Imperial Forge. I don't know if that's going to be in the set or not, um, but if you could, then you could uh, generate a ton of amber with the Epic Poem and then forge, reducing your cost by the amber on that creature. And holy cow, if there are cards like Senator Shrick, Senator Braccus, and Calipigian Ideal, that let you also spend the amber. Generate amber. And then forge spending the amber and reducing your cost. It's just, it's a little, it's too much. Too good. Uh, But that's a lot of things to fall together. Um, Still seems pretty interesting. Okay, and then on to Unfathomable. Um, We start out with Covetous Hema, who is a three power Aquan that, while it's not on a flank, gets elusive. And it has play Capture 3. Interesting, because you compare this with Old Bruno, it's immediately less powerful than Old Bruno uh, in most ways, because, you know, it it only gets elusive when it's not on the flank. Um, But still, I think it's pretty interesting and not sad to see it. Um, Maybe it's a little more powerful because it only has one trait, so it's less vulnerable to Entropic Swirl, but, uh, I mean... Do you really need to plan that much around in Tropic Swirl? It is a good card. Okay. Uh, Cal- Camelani is a uh, four-power Aquan with destroyed make two token creatures. Hmm. Okay. That seems fun and interesting. It looks like a jellyfish. Then we have Kelp Minder. This is the uh, Enhance card for unfathomable the enhanced common for unfathomable it has it's five power aquan so also big and has enhanced capture draw draw interesting how they're i mean how they're kind of costing these you can think of the uh creature power and armor as uh the costs for the icons where like uh, higher values would mean lower benefit icons Um, so I guess reverse costs but uh, interesting how they're how they're doing that okay then we have initiation this is an action so this is one of the token actions in unfathomable and it says play make a token creature if you have fewer than four cards in your hand archive initiation so I guess it's it's paying you off for playing for hand shaping, I guess. That's kinda interesting. Um and then we don't get a second token uh generator in Unfathomable, which is interesting because we have oh no. You know what we did we did in Brabner and Sanctum, we don't see another one in Sarian. We just saw Recruit and then we saw another card that uses tokens, or you can use a token anyway. My point is We see the Archive card. We don't get another one right after it. Interesting. Uh, Two more actions to spoil here anyway, though. This this, uh, This next one is pretty powerful, in my opinion. It is Abyssal Sight. It's an action with an amber, and it says, Play Destroy a Friendly Creature. Okay, that's a downside. If you do, look at your opponent's hand and choose a card from it. That player discards that card. That's... Powerful. I mean, getting to look at your opponent's hand and choose which card to discard—that's super good. Um, So obviously, you have to destroy a friendly creature to get that benefit, but it seems very strong. I like this card, and it common. That's exciting. Brain Drain was also a common, but I do think this is better because, uh, in most cases, certainly at the high end level, you're much happier to discard your opponent's card then put it back on top of their deck when you're getting to choose what that card is. Um, All right, Crushing Deep is an action with an amber, and it says that during your opponent's next turn, keys cost plus three for each forged key they have. So yeah, this just gets better as um, the game goes on if your opponent is checking for key 3 then this is going to increase the cost by 6 early on it does nothing actually it mean just get you an amber so that's pretty interesting um i like these comments i'm sure there are more comments that we haven't seen but um and and of course they usually bring back some comments from previous sets it'll be interesting to see what they do with unfathomable because it's only been around for one set but uh but yeah they usually bring back some comments from previous sets have a lot of new commons and uh, I'm excited. I think it's going to be really fun to play, so should be good. Um, Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed, and you'll get out there and forge some keys. Hey, uh, I guess I just tacked this on to the other (laughs) spoiler video because uh, they got it out before I could publish, so um, I guess this will just be all the spoilers in one video. That that makes sense, right? So, uh, yeah, so today, uh, Ghost Galaxy posted the uh, common spoilers for the last three houses, uh, which, those being Star Alliance, Mars, and Equidon. So let's just go through them really quick. Uh, in Star Alliance, we see, uh, the first common we see is Specialist Guthrak, who's a three-power alien Handuhan. Uh, Kirkar is a Handuhan. And... Specialist Guthrak has Skirmish and After Fight slash After Reap. I'm realizing that that is a little wordy. Mm, I miss Fight Reap for that reason, although the clarity is better. Anyway, After Fight and After Reap. Uh, He captures one for each house represented among him and his neighbors. So, uh, yeah, that is... Potentially pretty good. Going to make uh, Guthrak a, a target to, to get murdered, but um, still nice in a pinch. I like that effect. And uh, rewards you for <clears throat> uh, slotting, you know, houses in separately around each other. Okay. Then we have CPO Zitar. This is the enhancing creature. Uh, For Star Alliance, four power, one armor, and uh, an alien Proximan Scientist, okay, and has Enhance Damage Draw Draw, Uh, that's cool, I like this one, wow, that's actually, um, that's better than Infomorph, because Infomorph just has Draw Draw, and no armor, so I like that, okay, Cool. Then we have friendly guide. This is a really interesting one. It's a three power alien with elusive. And, uh, after you use one of its neighbors, you can use friendly guide. So, um, so you get to use the friendly guide on your non-Star Alliance houses. Now, interestingly, they have not spoiled any upgrades in here, nor any, uh, robots that can also be upgrades. I'm sure they'll have some at common. I don't know if they'll be reusing some of the existing ones, or... I mean, I'm sure they'll reuse at least one of the existing ones, um, or if they'll have some new ones. I I assume they got to have some new stuff in upgrades at Common, but... uh, Anyway, none spoiled here. Um, Okay, they did confirm in the text, though, that Star Alliance will have still a uh, uh, heavy focus on house cheating as well as on upgrades they, they'll have the most upgrades of any house which makes sense okay on to recorded history so this one's cool uh it's an action with an amber when you play it you reveal up to three cards of different houses from your hand and you archive each card revealed this way now the interesting thing is you might not want to archive a star Alliance card so probably you're going to archive two cards this way and uh, archiving two cards of different houses is not necessarily great. Um, it's better than not doing it, I guess, but it's not as good as archiving two cards of the same house. So there's some interesting stuff going on here. I'll be interested to see how it actually plays out. Then we have Teamwork. It's an action. Uh, this is the Make a Token Archive action for Star Alliance. And uh, you archive it if there are more enemy creatures than friendly creatures. Uh, and I think it was either Brabnar or Sarian that had the if, uh, if you have more creatures than you archive it. This one lets you archive if you have fewer creatures. Then we have Rogue Operation, which is an action that lets you discard the top two cards of your deck. And then you steal one for each house represented among the discarded cards. So you'll certainly steal one, you might steal two. Not bad. Mix the Tall-Minded. We're into Mars now. Mix the Tall-Minded is fun. Uh, Five Power Martian that uh, makes keys cost plus one for each friendly Mars creature in play, uh, which is nice. Um, Yeah, I like that. A little beefy, so not not super easy and quick to kill. And... Within fits within the Mars theme of synergy within Mars and not caring about other houses. Uh, very excited to have them in a in a set with Star Alliance because they're just so opposite in that way. So should be fun. Uh, all right, Ironix Vatminder is a three power Martian Ironix with one armor. And after it's played and when it's destroyed, you make a token creature. Um, that's the first time I've ever seen play slash destroyed so that is a new uh, phenomenon there and it totally makes sense I'm not confused about how that works which is good but interesting Uh, then we have Glylex Weaponsmith this is the enhancing common creature in Mars it's a four power one armor just like the Star Lance creature, it's a Martian Artisan with enhanced two damage and one draw. Yep, yeah, makes sense. Actually, interesting to me that Star Alliance got more draw, I guess because they're slightly more efficiency focused. But I certainly uh, associate Mars with draw just because of Battlefleet and Martian Generosity. Two cards, but um, they've been big ones. Uh Okay. Clone Home, this is the Make a Token Archive in Mars, so you make a token creature, and then if there are more friendly creatures than enemy creatures, you archive Clone Home. Uh, is that not the same as... I, th- I thought that was the same as, as the Brobnar one. Let me uh, go back here and see... Ah, oh, Ragnarok, uh, Ragnarok prep makes your opponent lose two if you have more. So I, I see. I got confused. Mm. Okay. Got it. So they are, in fact, different. All right. Uh, and yeah, it, it is funny because Clone Home is actually then the opposite of <coughs> Teamwork. <laughs> very thematic. Uh, okay, Scoop Up is an action with an amber. When you play it, you put a friendly non-Mars creature and an enemy non-Mars creature into your archives. That's interesting. And if that enemy creature would leave the archives, return it to its owner's hand instead. No shock there. Um, yeah, I like this. I feel like, uh, so the uh, Mars in maybe both old sets, certainly in Coda had a uh, you know, uh, had an action where they, what was it called? Uh, they they could um, archive enemy creatures based on how many keys your opponent has forged. So if they hadn't forged, it was useless. I like this because it doesn't matter when it comes in the game so much. And uh, putting a friendly non-Mars creature in your archives could be very good but it also means you're going to want to pull your archives which means your opponent probably eventually gets their creature back so um a little more interactive in general that way I would say so I I really like this card design and then last Mars one in this post we have kaboom which is an action that says put each Mars creature into its owner's archives destroy each creature gain three chains uh yeah makes sense That's pretty cool. Um, So I guess you you protect your opponent's Mars as well as yours. Um, Everything else dies. The only sad thing is you can't play your Mars stuff back out. and In fact, your opponent will have the first opportunity to play Mars cards back out. So that is a little bit of a bummer, but still seems uh, pretty good. Not sure what these numbers are in the alt text, uh, 1933, 1934, 1925, something to do with the, the set and the house or something, but anyway, uh, all right, so then we have General Zay Orha, who is a four-power Gatruchia soldier with skirmish, and when it's played for each forged creature your opponent has, you make a token creature, uh... That's cool, um, potentially make two, it's four power skirmish, that's fine, I mean, Snuffle Gator is just four power skirmish without this playability. so, um, Snuffle Gator is not a great card, but uh, this potentially is, is better, so, um, I like that, I, they're clearly going with things I don't know how to pronounce, so that is going to be a journey. Hopefully we can find out a way to learn how to pronounce these correctly, because uh, I, I for one, like to pronounce things correctly if I possibly can, and uh, need to learn somehow. You know, I should, I should Google. I wonder, maybe this is from a language I just don't recognize, and if I put it into Google something, it'll turn up. Who knows? Then we have. Uh, Gemcoat Vendor, who is a six-power gatrukia merchant, uh, with action, steal one, deal one damage to Gemcoat Vendor. So uh, at six-power, it's bigger than other creatures that have a similar effect, right, which would be Pit Demon and Yancy Gang, who are at five. Um, it's definitely comparable to those, but it deals one damage to itself. So uh, harder to kill and prevent from firing. But it also is more likely to kill itself over time. I wonder if there's some way to mitigate that in um in Equidon. That'll be interesting to see. But uh anyway, f- for now, uh this is what we know. And I think it's it's interesting and fun, uh, not sad. Okay. Then we have Steward Sue Uziane, uh, who is a who's the Um, the enhancing common creature in Equidon and uh, she has two power as a human artisan and has enhanced two amber and one draw which is very good that's why you have the lower stats right because two amber and a draw is great I mean think about Gloriana's attendant just has the two amber no draw and is one power so I think uh, this is pretty good and um Yeah, I guess she's fixing the robots. Um, I need to blow up the artwork so I can have any idea what's going on. <laughs> um, but that seems good. All right, then we have... And and I think that kind of confirms, if it wasn't already confirmed, Equidon is maybe sitting kind of partway in between Untamed and Shadows in the roles that it's filling. And and that that's also interesting to me. Then we have higher on this is their uh make a token and then archive action it says make a token creature if there's a combined total of six amber or more between both players pools archive higher on uh and this makes sense in equidon because equidon is tending to not only generate amber for yourself but occasionally for your opponent so the likelihood of this getting archived uh when you're on an equidon turn is pretty good Then we have The Visible Hand, which is uh, a reference to, actually, there's a couple other references that there's probably more that I don't recognize, but uh, Clone Home I thought was a great ET reference, Um, uh, maybe before the generation of of some players. Uh, The Visible Hand is, I think, uh, a reference to the Invisible Hand of the Market from economics Speak. Um, uh, And then... So what it does is make two token creatures, and then you reveal your hand to your opponent. Um, that, that's an interesting cost, and I, I'm just very interested to see if it's appropriate for make two token creatures, because to me that seems a little underpowered for having to reveal your hand, but um, I guess we'll, we'll just have to see. Um, I'll be interested in six months how I feel about seeing this in a deck. And the last one we have here is Auction Off, which is an action with an amber that says play Persian Artifact. It's controller gains one. Um, that's interesting. I think, you know, the obvious comparison here is to Reclaimed by Nature, which is definitely a better card than this, because a Reclaimed by Nature, you get the benefit from it regardless of what you did, of, of what you purged. Um, and... Uh, <clears throat> I guess, I guess there's a case where if you're purging your own artifact that has no amber on it, this is better because it gives you an amber. Um, so that's the one case where this would be better, but in most cases I think Reclaimed by Nature is a better card. But usually you're just really excited to see the, auction, the, the uh, artifact that you're purging gone, so I think this is good overall. At common, that's going to be pretty formidable. Uh... And it's probably fair to have it potentially help your opponent a little, especially given all the other like steely stuff that that Equidon does. So um, that is great. I am excited to see some of these cards physically in person at Key Ford Celebration in uh, two days from now. And um, I guess they kind of had to get all this post out of the way quickly because... I expect that there will be a rules update posted uh, probably tomorrow. I mean, they got to give us some time to read it before the event, right? Um, So I'm excited for that too. Um, Hope you are also excited about the new set and um, hope you can get out and forge some keys. Thanks.